Hello and welcome in to the Hill and Valley. This is Nick Roby once again. Thanks so much for joining us. Guys, we have football. Football season is here. We had some week zero games, get a little taste, get you a little appetizer. And now this weekend, starting Thursday, we have games from Thursday through Monday where every team will play their first game. So exciting. Of course, Clemson ends the momentous weekend with the nightcap in Atlanta against Georgia Tech on national television that I know that we're all with great anticipation waiting to see what this year's Clemson team looks like. So, of course, last episode uh, we did the offensive side of the ball, which I know there are a lot of questions or things wanting to see with that. If you did not get to listen to that, please go listen to it. We have episodes on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, you name it. Uh, We should be on there. We are also starting up YouTube. So if you are not following us on YouTube, we will be on there as well. Hill and Valley, same thing. I'll leave links for that as well. But we are going to get into this. A lot of talk about the defense, and so we're going to do a Georgia Tech preview. But we need to talk about some defense before we do in that. So let's get on to it. Starting off first on this defensive preview, let's start with the defensive line. Arguably, coming into this year, this is the best defensive line, not just in the ACC, but in the country. Super excited to see the development of these guys. I think the big news first in the offseason was uh, Thomas, Xavier Thomas, coming back for an extra year. And because he was expected to go to the NFL, wanting to work on some of his game. Unfortunately, he hurt his ankle in one of the practices, so hopefully he won't miss too much time. But, and also, too, for himself, wanting just to improve his stock. He's got a lot uh, riding on this, but this defensive line, uh, I feel like he'll come back super well. But there's a lot of guys who can replace him. And... I think this is probably the deepest that we'll see. I mean, when you look at, they just released uh, yesterday the the uh, depth chart for the Georgia Tech game. And, I mean, there's a lot of oars listed on the defensive line. So you got K.J. Henry and then Brian Brzee or Rook Ororo, which is just a great name, uh, Tyler Davis or Rook. And then on the end, you got Justin Maskell or Miles Murphy. I would expect Murphy to be the starter, but... It's still cool to see Maskell getting in some reps with that. I mean, this defensive line is loaded. And with Brzee healthy, with Tyler Davis healthy, I mean, you got Henry, you got Miles Murphy. I mean, just a lot of pieces thrown at you. And I think the big emphasis for this defense is can they get pressure for the defensive line? Because I think obviously all starts up front, and the more that – they can get pressure, the better this defense will be. And I think that was one of the things with Venables, like a Venables defense, was you're going to get pressure. You don't know where it's from, exotic blitzes. and But a lot of that, too, is like if you can get, if you can trust the defensive line to, to do that, then it gives you a lot more options. I think we'll be curious to see with this West Goodwin, Goodwin addition is 
Venables used a lot of his defensive linemen, especially his ends sometimes in some pass coverage, maybe on uh, just covering in a zone or maybe a running back out of the backfield. Is how much does Goodwin play on that, or does he use a little bit more traditional or have his own spin on that? It'll be interesting to see. But this defensive line, I think, is probably the best unit on this team this year, and just super excited. And for Clemson to go far, I think it just comes on the back of this team. And so, I mean, I expect great things from them. And I think this is the type of team where you might not have one guy have super amazing stats per se when you look at other guys but because there's so many of them that they're all going to split different awards or different um just when it comes to stats overall and so they like as a team they'll be really good yeah i it's it's honestly it's and then and, and not just these guys i mean you got trey williams who's coming back from injury you've got um capehart you've got you know, other guys coming in who are not just these guys. Like, I mean, you've got Shaq Lawson's younger brother, Jaheim Lawson. I mean, there's just a lot of talent, and I think you'll see a lot of fresh bodies. I think that's the scary thing with this defensive line is it's not just you have talented guys in the in the one deep, but in the two deep, and there are guys who are not even making this depth chart on the two deep that can play. And just super pumped to see what these guys can look like. And just you can use that's just a huge advantage, especially when your other teams are trying to control the ball. Like football's one on the, on the line of scrimmage. And the more you can control that on the defense, it takes less pressure off the offense. I mean, I think this the, the, the better these guys can play, the better this season will be. Now, I've heard a lot of talk about like, you know, what kind of addition of defensive line is it like the Power Rangers I mean they're in the car and themselves the Avengers the Power Rangers you know of 18 like they had you know a good strong four or five you know but then there was a little bit of a dip down and I, I Quark says as well I think it's a little bit more like the 14-15 kind of addition where you had just I mean Beasley you had Shaq Lawson you had Grady Jarrett, like all these guys, like, and they don't even know who was starting the game because they're just until the very end because they're just rotating between players. And so I I feel very confident about that. I think you'll see probably a little bit more, just a lot of rotation. Just wanting this guy to stay healthy, I think that's huge because you saw the defense is starting to wear down a little bit towards the end of the year. Um, and, and thankfully able to come through, but just a lot of wear and tear. So you, I'm betting we'll see a lot of rotation, but Super excited to see these guys play this year. Next up, we have the linebackers. Super interested in this group. And and if you'll remember, this was the group specifically that Venables was in charge of as the coordinator. And they were, I mean, really in charge of a lot of like getting signals in. I mean, and you lose two two guys, you know, Inspector and Skalski, who have been there what feels like for forever. And so I think that's the the big interesting part with this group is who kind of steps into that leadership role. I, it's looking like Trenton Simpson is going to be that guy. That dude is super talented and, you know, definitely has the ability to play at the next level. Kind of a mixture, not a little bit different, you know, than, than some other linebackers in the past. But kind of similar to an Isaiah Simmons, but maybe a little bit different in his own right. 
super excited to see him into another year of development as a junior starter. It's looking like Barrett Carter listed as a starter. Um, and then the middle linebacker is going to be Trotter, Jeremiah Trotter or Keith McGuire. I would think I would, I would think Trotter a little bit, but it just shows you how much effort that a guy like Keith McGuire has done, who got some playing time, you know, from, from having to fill in last year. And then you have other guys like Malcolm Green or Wade Wood as the freshman. Like, you're going to see a lot of rotation. I'll be curious to see what this kind of looks like, especially with Wes, because a lot of the signals were coming in. Like, that was Venables was kind of, he wanted to be the, make the last adjustment at the last possible second to get the plays in so you can, so you can adjust, like, so he could adjust to whatever you're trying to do on offense, whatever you're trying to attack him with. And I think that was probably maybe one of the few things you could criticize him on was not that they were, weren't talented or weren't making big plays is that because of that, sometimes with the quick game that could be used as his own disadvantage because you could get some chunk plays just from that. And then from the aggressiveness, sometimes that does come back to bite you every so often, especially in the big moments. So with, with Goodwin getting the keys to getting the run, his offense, you be curious to see how much, with getting calls in and um, the organization of the defense, I would say, think a guy like Simpson would be huge for that this year. I wouldn't expect as many of that last minute. I think Goodwin seems a bit, little bit more, I would expect a little bit more of trusting the initial play call versus like trying to wait to get the play call on until you see the offense do it. It's just a different style. It's, it's not neither here nor there of, of, of one's better or not, I guess we'll see. But I think it's just knowing your personal style as a coordinator and then knowing the style of your players of what they can, they can do well too. So, I mean, Venables is one of the best coaches in the country. So I, it's hard to <laughs> criticize him for that, but that was one thing you could point at. And so I think that's just what I'm kind of looking at when it comes to, to linebacker and just and nowadays too, there's so much coverage you need to have when it comes to linebacking. Just when it comes to guys out of the slot or with the running backs out of the backfield or quarterbacks, you can run the ball with RPOs and just there's a lot to take in. And so I think there's been emphasis on maybe a little bit of not a simplification, but maybe just taking away some variables on both sides of the ball just to help them to play, just play, just, you know, let guys go out there and play. And so those are the kind of things I'll just be interested to see when we got one game with Iowa State obviously, but just interested to see how that relationship is um, just because that's just a newness for those guys. And specifically because Venables was over that when it comes to the defense, but again, not super concerned. Um, it's just more of new guys and how they fit into those roles. Um, but I would think Trent Simpson's going to be going to be, I would say one of the guys on the defense for sure. And nationally they're, they're going to be talking about him a lot more. So there you go. That's the linebackers. Next up on our preview, we've got cornerback. We're going to split cornerback and safeties just so we can talk about both of them separately, even though they're all part of the part of the secondary, obviously. So you lose, you know, lose guys, a couple guys in the NFL. And but this, I mean, this room has been shown that, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, next guy, who's going to be the next good corner for Clemson? You just kind of come to expect that. And that just goes towards coaching and I mean I'm for me I'm I'm not super concerned about this room and and because there's so much rotation on 
defense like a lot of these guys have played and you feel really good about that when you look at the starters that they released it was Sheridan Jones on the one side or Nate Wiggins and then the other side's Fred Davis or Nate Wiggins so basically Nate Wiggins is also listed as a starter at both positions it's really you have three guys you are capable of starting alongside the two positions and which gives you a lot of really variables you can kind of work with. I'm hearing a lot of great things about Nate Wiggins. I mean, he's a guy, if you haven't, if you're just trying to get into paying attention to, he's a guy who hearing a lot of good things about him and the way he plays and just the steps he's just really taken into his sophomore year. Just watch out for number 20. This is what I'm saying. Hearing a lot of good things, and especially when you have a guy like Sheridan Jones, who's a known, you know, good conference corner, like he, who he can play. I, I would bet that when Wiggins in, they might try to test him a little bit. So how he how he plays, I think, can be a really big indicator. But again, not super worried about really not super worried about the defense in general. Honestly, I think we'll we'll be interesting to see what we learn these first few weeks. Just a little bit more of the style, but. It's really what we've come to know in the past few years when it comes to Clemson. It's just like, okay, who's the next guy to step up into those roles? Now, there could be some adjustment period, uh, um, an adjustment period. A lot with the Venable style was blitzing and then leaving his corners playing tight coverage, um, and whether it be zone or or like a man matchup. Uh, so I think it, it, the expect, expectation is that when you play a corner at Clemson is that you're you're going to have some safety help, but with the blitzes, like the balls would come out fast or you have to stay tight to your guy because you don't want to get blown. You want to get blown coverages. And so I, I feel good about that. But it, especially I think the guy just a super watch when it comes to when it comes to the cornerback play would be Nate Wiggins for sure. So there you go. All right. And the last part of the defense we're going to talk about is safety. This is, this is a really interesting group as well because you have a guy like Andrew Makuba who just had a phenomenal freshman year. I mean, really showed not just great in coverage, but I thought great ability to, really attack uh, the offensive players and really be a ball hawk type of a player, especially in the run game. I think it'd be really cool to see. And just already what a guy like a Nolan Turner as a leader did last year, bringing him under his wing, really showing that this, like I'm going to show you what I know and seeing how Makuba just really blossomed. And so he's a guy who just getting all that playing experience I expect just could could take a really cool jump in year two, just knowing the defense better and having more of a feel of the game already. It's just, he's just a guy who just seems to, to really get it. And I'm excited for a really, which should be a really good breakout year for him. And just nationally, people start to know his name. But when it comes to the back end, I think Nolan Turner was a guy who, Maybe not the most athletic, you know. Maybe not the most like crazy things, but he was consistent, and he could. He was. You can count on him, and just that knowledge, passing on to a guy like Makubo would be really good. And just knowing that you can trust one of those guys back there. You know, in recent years, especially in bigger games, Clemson's given up some bigger plays. You know, especially in the back end, 
And so you want guys you feel really comfortable with in that back end, especially to to know the plays and be able to, to shut down, you know, a 15-yard play to a 30-yard play, you know, those types of things, or, or turn a large play into an incompletion, or just making the quarterback work even harder to do that. So he's one of the few guys listed as there's no or next to him. It's just him. And then you have R.J. Mickens listed as his backup. And in the free safety spot, you've got Jalen Phillips or Tyler Venables. Um, feel great with those. I think if I was going to lean one way, who's going to walk out first? I'd probably lean Phillips. So I think who has an opportunity to take another step with, with an opportunity to be one of the guys. But, again, you're going to see some more rotation. I thought it was cool that Venables stayed to – to finish out with Clemson. He could have gone over with his dad, but was really committed to Oklahoma, but was committed to his guys. And so I think you're going to see, obviously you're going to see some rotation. And so, and you've got like RJ Mickens who can play too. And he was just kind of left out as, as not listed as a potential starter, but um, all those guys you feel really good about. Um, I think just seeing that who could be, you know, you have a couple guys transfer, you have a retirement. I think that depth will be will be tested a little bit. But again, I think the more pressure that the D-line can get, the less time you have to cover these longer plays and the less you're worried about how long. Because, I mean, someone's going to get open eventually. And so it, if we're talking between like three seconds versus six seconds, that could be a big difference, you know, or you know, six, even 10. Like that's how some of those big chunk plays happen. But again, guy circle all this is obviously is, is Andrew Makuba. I mean, I think he's going to take a next step and nationally, and they're just going to start talking about his name a lot more. But I think trying to limit some of the big plays would be, we still want to play aggressively, but keeping, keeping it in front of you, I think will be definitely have been an emphasis in the off season. So there you go. That is the safety position. And then last but certainly not least, you've got special teams. Um, we didn't get to talk about them in the offensive preview, but just to talk over them briefly. I mean, BT Potter's coming back for his 17th year as place kicker, which is just, it's just, it's really nice when you can have your, you just feel confident in your kicker and just the, the steps that he's taken. Uh, really cool. He came back for another year. So you feel great about him. The interesting thing when it comes to special teams is who's going to be the punter. And they're saying it's an or between Potter and Aiden Swanson. I I would lean towards Swanson just because it's hard to do all three phases at the same time when it comes to kicking. That's why you'll see maybe one guy just do place kicking and kickoffs and then maybe just a punter or vice versa. So I wouldn't expect for Potter to do that. I could see him maybe with some opportunities punting the ball a few times just to show he has that capability because of the NFL and just trying to show what he can do. But when it comes to like who is the clear punter, I would lean towards Swanson. But again, it's really whoever whoever can can flip that field. I think that's the part where special teams is I really want to see that ability to if we can really pin defenses back our offensive back, then just makes our defense even more lethal because you're like, oh, great. Now we have to go 85, 90 yards down the field on one of the top defenses in the country versus 75 or, you know, you get what I'm saying. 
that's a huge thing. Uh, we've got and we've got a Sweeney backing up a Sweeney to be the holder, so it looks like we're gonna have a Sweeney holding the ball for a long time. <laughs> and so we get Drew and then Clay. Uh, punt returner, they're looking at Will Taylor or Antonio Williams. I think Taylor could be a very he's a very interesting piece of this. Is that he can be very dynamic, and I could see him if we can flip the field a little bit on punt returns. That would be a cool addition, and I think he has that ability. And kickoff return looks like it's going to be Shipley or Pace. Um, I would guess just wanting to get consistent guys. You know, you feel good about holding the ball and and, and being consistent with that. We want to see some big, big breakout plays, but really I think just wanting to be consistent of like, let's make sure we're starting on the 25. You know, like let's make sure put our offenses in good positions, you know, and I think that's what you're seeing in this. So special teams feel really good about, but the punting situation is probably the most interesting, interesting piece in that. And so as we transition into, and just to closing out this episode, it, there's obviously more the the questions are probably on this team or on offense. And with defense, you just, the mentality just feels like, okay, who's the next guy that's going to step up. I think the most interesting part of this defense is the West Goodwin aspect of this. As we talked about on offense, I mean, Brandon Streeter, you've got Goodwin who, he's not a name that's necessarily has been as known nationally and he's probably has been even less known than I would say even Streeter's because Streeter was the quarterback coach, you know, was OC at Richmond. Wes Goodman, you know, has been, feels like kind of in the background and being an analyst and, you know, he was pursued by NFL guys and everything I'm hearing when he was named the defensive coordinator, just, players were just coming out in waves just excited super supportive and that's a big that's a big time deal when defense has been one of the calling cards of this team i mean it's dynamic offense but just a lot all the guys that the clemson's been putting in the nfl especially on the defensive line and have that much support is just really cool and i think the biggest thing for him is you're we're not going to have the old you know get back coach conversation that we did in every I feel like every game with venables that's just not goodwin style and i think that's fine he's just more of he just feels more of like on the mental side of like i'm going to break your defense down and i know what you're going to do and just you know what I mean? He's just, he's just that, it feels like he's like the quiet assassin type of personality, which is like cool in its own way. So, I mean, just, I think, I think it's going to be really good when you look back on numbers from last year, you know, they gave up 14.8 points a game. That was number one in the ACC, number two in the country, just behind Georgia, who won the national title. People forget that that Clemson team last year only gave up three offensive points to that Georgia team. You know what I mean? The, the the score was a pick six. So, I mean, I know they're a different quarterback, but still, I mean, people people forget that. Rushing, they only got up 96 yards a game, number two in the ACC, passing 213. So I think that is a step that could be improved on a little bit. But, I mean, total, they were number eight in the country in, in yards. We'll probably like to see a few more turnovers um, created, whether it be interceptions or fumbles, or just, I, I think, just that, just give yourself more opportunities to, to score in short fields. But defense, I'm not, you know, nationally, that's a big question mark is what's the quarterback going to be? And then how's DJ going to play? And then how are these, how are these, you know, coordinators going to handle? I, from a Clemson perspective, I think, I think we're past that. I think it's more of just like, 
getting on to actual gameplay. And so we'll learn a lot, obviously, with this Georgia Tech game. But as we're going into that, not not super concerned. I think it's just who's who are going to be those standout guys and just a very t- a talented room. You know, when there's when there's holes that were used by other guys last year. But that's a that's a plus of just rotating so many players. Is that a lot of guys are they already have experience or they're just stepping into bigger roles, but they were already playing in before. So that's one of the benefits of the way Dabo and this team go about it. So they have it. That is our defensive preview. We're going to come out later with a Georgia Tech preview very soon. Um, more details on that to come. Remember, if you could subscribe for sure, leave us a review. That is big. Just helping more. I want just more eyeballs and more people just be able to tune in and listen and to, to find out about this because I know it's one of the hardest things about about you know wanting just to get stuff out there. It's just people just don't know what they don't know. So if you're a fan of this, definitely please share. Um, remember, we have YouTube. You know, like and subscribe on that. Leave us a review. Tell us what you like. So, thanks so much for listening, guys. Super pumped for this season. A lot more to come. So, stay tuned. So, thanks for listening. And for now, we are signing off. <laughs>